Who doesn't want to sit around a table with a cup of coffee or tea and listen to honest conversations around issues everyone avoids in person? Especially when we're secretly wondering and having those conversations in our heads. Well, this podcast is just for you. Join our host, You Mind, on Sit With You podcast and dive deep into the tough, difficult, and relatable life experiences she will be sharing from her own life and that of each guest she has on the show. Welcome to another smashing everything else absolutely amazing about this episode. Hey, <laughs> I'm sitting with you today. I'm your host, mind. Pretty stoked to be back here again. You guys know that I'm in Cape Town, the beautiful city, the mother city of Cape Town. <laughs> and I've been going around. I went to Clan William. We went to a museum that used to be a prison. We went to see rock art. I've just been enjoying the time here being present in the moment. So most of it is something that I haven't even talked about yet. So I'm hoping that when I get back home, I'll start processing what this experience has been like. But today's episode is completely something I've been waiting to do for such a long time. The guest that I have is Rachelle Galula Mukendi, an artist and a model. One of my little sisters from Cape Town. I am super <laughs> stoked to have you in studio. Welcome, Rachelle. Thank you, sis. I'm so excited. It's my first podcast. I'm super oh, excited. Wow, I love to be part of first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so good. Welcome and, and thank you so much for agreeing to be here to sit with us, you know, and sit with you. You absolutely embody joy and vibrancy. Almost what I what I like to term proof of life. Why is that? Sure. It started at the very beginning. <laughs> um, I've always been the life of the party. Mm. It's been something that I, I've, I've just been that person. Like any events, that's who I've been. But I think it really has to. It stems from, um, just coming from a place of wanting to to showcase who I am, to stand out because I grew up where I was shut down a lot mm-hmm. and it was really like trying to, I didn't know it then, especially when I was younger, but now knowing what I carry and what God has in, um, in placed inside of me is really just the light inside of me mm-hmm. and wanting to shed light and life in the different places where there's so much darkness. Um, so really it was, I think my childhood that really pushed and nudged me to just be this life that mm. that is needed in spaces where it seems so dead. Oh wow! And you are exactly that, man. I I I wish that we'd done a video interview at some point, guys. Rachel will be on my live sometime <laughs> yes. because she is a model. Like I said, uh, she's an artist, and uh, Rochelle is also an actress, she's a performer, so she does uh, performances on stage, and she just comes alive and fills up the whole stage, she's got such such a persona, but also I guess um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have her share 
her story with us and, and just talk to us about her life. And guys, I, I, I'm hoping that you will, after this episode, just connect with her and go and see exactly what she does. But before you even introduce yourself, Rochelle, um, how would your mother or Monique, your sister, introduce you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they will say the drama queen of note has arrived. The life of the party is here. They would definitely introduce me something like that because that's that's who I am. I'm full of drama. I so definitely that. But I think my mother would also now say this confident young woman who carries so much. Um, you know, just actually thinking of another year. Um, but she, my mother would definitely say something like that, mm-hmm. and that for me really touches me. Monique would definitely say this loud one. This one that's not gonna keep quiet is <laughs> yeah. Um and I guess that's just who I am, just this presence that I carry. So oh, definitely wow. that. <laughs> that's that's absolutely amazing. How would you introduce yourself? I am Rachel Ngalila Mukendi and I am 22 years old. I am a model, I am a missionary, I am a community developer, I am a university student. There's a lot of things I would probably say. <laughs> we would sit here the whole evening talking about it, but that's usually how I introduce myself. I, mm. I mainly start as I am Rachelle Ngalula Mukendi because my name carries mm. so much. So Rachelle is French for Rachel and my mama, my father's uh, mother named me that. And she says that the meaning of that means chosen, anointed one. And mm-hmm. then Ngalula is Lingala because my father's Congolese. That means um, endurance. And then Mukendi means leader. And so when I introduce myself, it's not just a name, but it's what is in a name. Mm-hmm. And I introduce what the meaning of my name is as who I am. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely how I always start off. I don't say my name is, but I say I am Rachel Ngalula Mukendi because that mm-hmm. is who I am. That's amazing. I've never thought about that. I know at some point during uh, this last school that we were doing. So we were doing a Principles of Cultural Redemption school. And at some point, guys, somewhere in the future, I promise you, I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) Because that's a story for another day. So we were doing a Principles of Cultural Redemption school here in Cape Town for the last three months. And Rochelle was a student in that. And at some point, I know she mentioned what her name is, but I have a relationship with with Rochelle from uh, a year ago and and some time ago yeah Yeah. it's it's been a while since I I met Rochelle and we we are very close I've gotten to know her better but one of the reasons uh, why I really wanted it on here is just you know how I'm very very big on stories and people's stories matter especially when people's stories are brought into our timeline and we are able to engage with their stories we take something away from the story for ourselves so there's always something deep something beyond the surface that we can pick out from people's stories so that's why people's stories are something i want to be able to be part of and to share and create a a platform around and facilitate this so that's one of the reasons why this podcast exists can you take us to your childhood and where you grew up? Yes. So I was born in South Africa, in Durban. First four years of my life, when my parents were still together, we used to travel from Congo to Zambia because, my, mm-hmm. as I say, my father's Congolese. Um, and so 
the first four years I was in Congo in Zambia could only speak French that was the only language I could speak I could understand English I kind of wish I could speak French again <laughs> and then when my parents separated I moved, we moved back my mother and my sister Monique uh, we moved back to South Africa and I've been uh, Sydneyites I'm from Sydney born and bred in Durban if you know Sydney you will know definitely where I'm talking the place I'm talking about and yeah I've been in Sydney for ever since I was like five years old and that's been my my home that's been my place yes. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you you grew up in Sydney and you and your mother now have moved uh, back home from Congo your parents have separated and then you're staying in this community called Sydney mm -hmm. what drove you to missions uh, to Southwest International in 2018, in, it was, I was in grade 11, and mm -hmm. I, I went to Beshe High School, and um, South Roots is, I'm pretty sure your listeners know a bit about South Roots, um, but they came to our school during the June holidays to do a workshop, so using the mm -hmm. arts to, to basically just teach us about skills, character, and um, I was part of the students. Mm -hmm. And when I saw them, I was in awe of just what they do. I mean, well, I was already in awe of the, the performing mm -hmm. side of it. That's something I love doing. And um, grade 12, grade, so at the end of grade 11, um, our drama teacher said that there's an internship running that South mm -hmm. Roots running. And obviously I couldn't go for it the next year because I had my final year the next year. Mm -hmm. But in my final year, I was just thinking about, you know what, I don't want to go to university. I don't think I'm mentally ready for that because that's a massive shift. Um, and I was also applying for a whole lot of things and I got denied for literally every single thing. Mm -hmm. And I did apply for South Roots in the midst of all of that. And next thing I knew, South Roots accepted my application. Wow. And looking at that, I knew it was God because everything else was denied but the South, the South Roots application mm -hmm. and joined South Roots. But I must say, the things that I was told about what we were going to expect in South Roots and it was definitely from a different person's perspective and to mm -hmm. what I, I got were completely different. But mm -hmm. what I experienced is so much more um, greater than just the, the flashy life of arts. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was 2018 where I saw South Roots. It's something drew me to the arts, the performing arts side. So, so Rochelle, so you, you join um, South Roots International. Mm -hmm. At that point, were you already uh, a model commercially? What started the modeling journey? So two years ago, um, I decided that I would like to start modeling professionally, professionally, but just started again. In grade five, my mother put me into modeling because I was very insecure about my height. You know, Mrs. Peggy, me, I'm a tall gal. <laughs> but I always had short frames, so I was very insecure. Um, just, yeah, my posture, everything. So my mother put me in grade five just to gain confidence, and it really did boost my confidence. Grade five to seven, I stopped modeling because of, like, mm, high school, a shift. And then two years ago, um, especially now, this was me walking a journey with the Lord. I was like, I would really like to go back into modeling. And so I prayed about it, and I asked God, you know, this is one of my, my desires. And mm -hmm. he blatantly told me, I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was quite upset with God. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm like, how could you say I'm not ready? But, you know, being obedient and knowing that God has 
better plans than I have the best for myself mm-hmm. um, and then two years later I've been in the industry and it was first because it was just a desire to just go back into it but mm-hmm. now a, a little bit about why I'm, I'm really into it is because I have a huge passion for empowering young girls a huge passion of speaking up and out about gender-based violence and I see using modeling as a tool to to um, use that as an action plan because mm-hmm. with modeling it's, it's a lot about identity and that is a lot that's one of the roots to the issues that we face as females and um, in society and so yeah so first it was just a desire to be out there and to really experience the modeling industry but now it's a tool that I wanna to use to change lives okay so you speak about some of the things we face uh, in society. What what challenges would you like to highlight, maybe even from the time you were younger to now, that you faced uh, that had you maybe see that as something that needs to be addressed? Mm-hmm. Or some of the passions that you have that are linked to that, as you've mentioned? Would you want to share just a few of those um, that so you're comfortable sharing? Yeah. No, no problem. So one of the things is definitely the, the identity issue. Um, so when I was younger, like my whole primary school, my majority of my high school, I was bullied a lot because of the way I looked, because of my hair type, my skin type, because my father's a, a foreigner, inverted commas, um, because of my height. Um, so I was bullied a lot and that really impacted my identity. I was surrounded by women that really tried to speak life and light into my life but the negative voices were louder and eventually those voices that were trying to empower me became silent um but i mean you know god is a god that will heal and redeem things and with my walk with him and eventually being surrounded by a greater crowd of people that really speak life into my life um i was able to to see myself the way god sees me and i wanted that for the next generation especially because i have two younger sisters one that's tw- they're not so young but they're young <laughs> 20 and, and 17 and i want them to also i want them to walk in the fullness of who god created them to be mm-hmm. and so do i want for the next generation of, of young girls um and so yeah so definitely just the bullying of of how you look or where you come from mm. all of those things was really what um, impacted this this journey that I'm on now in mm-hmm. the modern industry especially so coming from from that background what what's something you wish you could erase from your memory forever is there <laughs> something like that in your past you know what experiences that you've been through you know <laughs> I, I don't I don't actually think I would want to erase anything because it's part of my story mm-hmm. and it's as as much as some of the issues that I faced were painful mm-hmm. um, God has healed me with some of the things there's still some things that I'm working through and, and walking with God mm-hmm. um, but he's he's healed me in, in, in certain parts where I'm able to when I face a similar situation I don't react to it anymore but I'm able to respond to it in a different way um, and so if it's erased if it does come up again it's it's like going back to square one of, um, yeah. I love that I love that because 
I think sometimes also just having a different perspective in life is what maturity is, yeah. right? Definitely. It's about going through something and being able to endure it, but see the other side or fuller picture yeah. than before. Yeah. So that's what I, I believe maturity is. It's, it's going through stuff and learning from it and then being able to go through the same thing differently using what you've already been through to inform your decisions in a new space yeah so that's that's kind of what you're talking about because i think sometimes when we we raise stuff we, we, we run away from mm-hmm. facing life and, and we're not we're not supposed to run away from from life we're supposed to to look at what what's different about this what what can i what can I do? What's the challenge on the table uh, to my character, mm-hmm. to who I am, to where I'm going? What can I learn from this? How can I respond? Definitely more than just react yeah. because um, our character then grows from what sort of community development work are you doing and what do you hope to accomplish in your lifetime? So with the ministry that I'm part of, South Roots International, we are a performing arts ministry, performing arts non-profit organization, and we basically use all forms of arts, mainly musical theater, for social transformation. And for four years already in the organization, I've learned a lot more about acting, dancing, singing, writing, um, spoken word, poetry, public speaking, but I've also learned skills in administration, how to write a business proposal, how to run a business, skills in social media, content creating, marketing, skills about character development, and so forth. And so with, and I mean, those are just a few of the tools that are needed to run a community development, project program, organization, ministry. And what what I want is especially for my generation is to really take the skills and tools that I've I've been able to gain and to impart it to my generation and the next generation but not just that to to have this this combination of tools mixed with the elements of our god-given gifts and we already do that working in communities where we we see what the community carries because there are gifts there already. We're not giving the gifts. But I, so what I want to do is with my generation, because I can relate with my generation, is how can we take these skills and tools and the creativity that we are gifted with, how do we combine the two and create something greater out of it? And I think that is so needed in our society. One, it, it just will become relatable because there's a majority of young people in many nations. But also, I see it as a way of benefiting not just one community, but it can benefit generations to come. And so that's one of the things that I really want to, to pursue with working in community development um, projects and being in a community development organization. South Roots International is a non-profit company with a NPO and PBO status. It was established in 1997 and was based in Rudeval in the Western Cape. South Roots International has a mandate of cultural redemption, restoring a culture to God's original design and reconciliation, 
using performing arts as a tool. It uses musical theater and cultural expression to tell the story and redemptive purpose of the foundation nation of Southern Africa. Besides musical theater, South Roots runs schools, seminars and workshops in cultural redemption and has various projects for social transformation. It has impacted audiences around the world from Europe to Asia, America to Africa, displaying God's character through the beauty and diversity of our Southern African expressions. So you did uh, train the trainer this year yeah. uh, at South Roots International, which uh, uh, in our last episode, uh, the guest that I had, Angela Delfava, kind of jumped into uh, what Train the Trainers is and spoke about the community she was working with. So Rochelle was also part of a community and she worked with a community called Vespank. Yeah, I kind of called it the English name, Vespank. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Vespank and... Uh, you worked with this community for seven months. Mm. What are some of those things that you were able, that you're passionate about, that you were able to um, see in this community and be able to bring out change or even walk with the people from that community through? Mm. Um, so, I mean, besides working with the, the children, there were three women that were mm. part of the the, pro, the production, mm. which um, I I firstly was very honoured and in awe to see because it's always like the, the older generation kind of like ah oh, this is for the young ones maybe mm. not yeah. it, it's not for us but to see to have three women one I mean working with women is something that I'm passionate about so having the the generation before and the generation now working hand in hand for me that was um, that was beautiful but I think to it was a, it was a challenge to to try and I wanted to not just be impacted by these women but I wanted to also impact mm. these women because it's always seen as they're older than me I can't do anything but I I, mm. um, I think one of the things was really how can a young girl mm. impact these these older women and, and that was something that I, I really I, I really pushed myself mm. these, in these past seven months how could how could yeah so so it was definitely being teachable both ways mm. Mm. it was really that and not just because not just with skill but with character and mm. that was something that I was I was honored to do mm. um, yeah what 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 is this community like? What was it like when you started working with it, and uh, what are the differences now that you could see from that time that you started working with them as a young young lady working uh, with children plus older women who are from that community? I mean, at first there were a lot of children that came, mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, we started with like plus forty. That mm -hmm. came for the auditions and for the rehearsals and stuff and we had like 17 um but 17 committed people and what i saw at the beginning was <laughs> it was really mm, is this gonna work out <laughs> should we just scrap this whole thing or is like how are we gonna get this done mm -hmm. to they are able to run with it mm -hmm. they they the passion 
the because at, and also at the beginning when we were trying to write a script the, like we were researching a whole lot in, of information on, on Best Bank and all we could find literally in the libraries and in the archives all we could find was was things about gang, gangsterism there was nothing else mm. and now Best Bank has a story a mm. story that, that God wrote from before time um, in the beginning and 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 so now the next generation can can go and share their story and that for me um, because which is another thing that I'm passionate about where people share their stories mm-hmm. um, and now Vespunk has that the, the children have that they have a story and so from what was a blank page it's now a chapter that's a, and that I'm so I'm so happy that I could be could have been part of that Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, when you look at life across, um, maybe even your generation and generations that have come before us, is it our possessions or our pursuits that bring definition to our lives? Because I feel like there there's there's a real um, there's there's a real wrestle there with people and what we think about that question um, when when it comes to the meaning of life mm. when it comes to success when it comes to impact what are your thoughts around that mm. i definitely see that it's our, our pursuits that bring meaning to our lives because um possessions things that we we it's 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 temporary um but when and when i when i also like when we were working with the community as well mm-hmm. yes the materialistic things it, it was there but it was temporary um what what stayed permanent were thing was was the hopes and the dreams mm-hmm. that that the individuals had and one of the things that I, that sticks with me is that we when what i saw at the beginning was it was a dream there were hopes there were dreams and because um as 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 a ministry because we pursued the dreams and because also the communities pursued the, those dreams it then turned into um, a vision which then turned into a reality and now we can see just a glimpse of transformation and that is what changes lives mm-hmm. we we could have given them a whole lot of money or or, or just things that just materialistic things mm-hmm. but it was just for that moment this is for a lifetime or not just now but generations Man, what does it do to a child a community when someone comes up alongside them and doesn't just give them something for today mm-hmm. but something that will take them on for years mm-hmm. that they can walk out that they mm-hmm. can hold on to because money is fleeting mm-hmm. but a hope and a passion and a dream yeah. man that that's something that stays that's something that can be for generations mm. because once you run with it you can pass it on to your children yes. this is what i hope for mm. that's what i'm dreaming about yeah. this is what we can see we see this with the bible mm. abraham is called out of a community and the lord says i'll show you mm. but the promise is passed down from generation to generation yeah. and and i love that these productions were called jelly bleak uh, mm. productions did i say it right yeah, jelly bleak yes jelly bleak uh, <laughs> uh, productions and a jelly bleak in 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 the colored community is um uh kind of uh 
kind of a heater, a man-made heater <laughs> with coals and, 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 and stuff inside to to heat them up when, when it's cold and they all sit around it. Back home we have something like that where you put coals in it, it's called a mbaura. It's just like uh, around the fire kind of but in, in, a, in a metal uh, tin that is like cylindric, cylindrical but you put the coals inside and then you sit around it right yeah so this is this is something that's part of of the culture i think yeah. where people come and sit around this jelly bleak and in the past they would tell stories in their different families and these stories would be passed down around the jelly bleak and and, and this is what the the team wanted to kind of continue with so the thread around the different communities with the different productions that they then put on a month ago was just jelly bleak stories stories around the fire which would be something we all know as africans our stories are told around the fire we are a people of stories we are born of stories yeah. there mm-hmm. and that's pretty amazing yeah and, and just one of uh, one of the things so our production was mm. called this tape which means it's time and the irony of the light pole so mm. if you go into such communities even my community at home mm. if you see at the corner where there are light poles you'll see gangsters sitting there you you'll see you'll see negative things happening by the corner of the light pole mm. but what we've done or, or what this story was we we have just not not just only actually not just only gangsters would be sitting by the corner but a lot of stories would be happening by the light pole so it's mm. parallel to the jelly block sitting around the fire so mm. now you have this community sitting around the light pole under the lights sharing stories figuring mm. out and just the mm. just that irony of its time and also why it's also an irony is whenever the street lights go on i'm pretty sure you know it's time to go home mm. but it's so so like this thing of what is home what does home feel like it's time to be wow. at home mm. it's time to be with family mm. redeeming what was stolen um just all of those things um that's one of the things that we, we try to really um, push mm. in the story. And it wasn't just, it wasn't us, Gracia and I, that were doing that. It was the stories from the children, from the community. Wow. Um, and, and that for me was like, wow, this time, it's time. It's time to sh- share these stories. It's time to shed light. Um, yeah. And they did a, they did a, they did a song that, that talks about my story and it was in Afrikaans. Mm. What were the words to that song? Just just mm-hmm. the, the 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 part that said this is my story. Could you please just say that part? Because that was so powerful. I didn't yes. I, I know I asked and then someone told me, but I really want uh, our listeners to just hear that part. But say it in Afrikaans. No no no, <laughs> you can say it in English, don't worry. Afrikaans is a machine. You and I Um so basically it says this is my story and I will tell it. It doesn't matter if no one hears it. I will still tell it um, so that's basically it like it, it doesn't matter if, it, if there isn't a group of people that's not that don't hear it I'm gonna still tell my story because this needs to be it needs to be set out and the reason I asked it to say that is is the validity of our story in it being acknowledged and heard or is the validity of our story in its existence mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can think about it and then in the comment section, whenever you're ready, you can just let us know what you guys are processing and what you're thinking about. But I do think that our story is our story and it should be told whether there's an audience, uh, an audience of one or none. 
we tell our story because at some point somewhere if a story is told it shall be heard it might take a while but it will still be heard these are stories that you guys had to dig out right yeah no one knew that these stories someday would need to be told but you found them so that that was i think for me the the powerful thing that was happening in each of these communities and 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 to just be able to be present in all these communities and be able to see that for me was just really uh, a phenomenal thing it was humbling mm. and it was such a privilege so is your life the way that you thought it would be when you were younger or have there been any surprises good or bad uh, <laughs> there were lots of surprises mm. um i mean i've always dream had a dream to to perform i've always had a dream to inspire and it's that's what i'm doing it's a bit different <laughs> i'm not on the broadway stage or but just the fact that i i think because now i have that understanding of of what my gift holds and who gave me the gift it's so much more it, it's i think it's much more impactful mm-hmm. to myself let alone to others if i didn't have this understanding i probably would have just went with the world and and what performing looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have also and just yeah so definitely that side with the performing side um with my journey with god i i can boldly say that i have a relationship with jesus I knew of Jesus but now I know him and that is probably the greatest surprise that mm-hmm. I've ever experienced and that was just 4 years ago where I got to know Jesus and I wouldn't change that it's 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 challenging this walk with with God it's not easy that's the truth mm-hmm. there are many surprises but the beautiful thing is walking with God is he's he's held me in the palm of his hand he's He's told me he's told me that it's not going to be easy but it's possible with him and that's one of the things that I'm grateful for. I mean, my relationship with my family has mm-hmm. grown so much more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so so these are just the little things that I didn't think would have happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more but I can't really think of it now. It's okay. Yeah, so. What makes you thrive and then what makes you wilt? Generally What makes me thrive? Uh I think it's my the goals that that I see that I, that's been set in place and 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 that passion for mm-hmm. for what I want to see be changed definitely mm-hmm. that um when and so whenever I am on social media or listening to the news or just hearing stories around um and when i hear the things that's happening to women it it just it may it does something to me and it's like no this something needs to be changed and if this is a passion on my heart i'm going to push i'm going to i'm going to make sure that as much as it's so painful um and so that's one of the things it's just the passions that i have really really inspires me to thrive so that things that I want to see be eradicated be eradicated if not eradicated see a change um when I look at my community um 
and, and that's also just one of the other things like with, with my community one of the things that is a, a stronghold is lack of identity mm-hmm. and I now have been on this journey where I know who I am and so I do want my people to know who they are because there's such a beauty that they carry and so that's also another goal and a passion and so those are the things that really push me to to thrive and, and it's not I don't want cookie cutter things where it's just uh, it's okay I, I, I mean God is a God of excellence <laughs> I want to make sure that I, I, I do my utmost to, to honor him but to also honor his people that he's placed around me Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, what status quo would you reject today, and why? Adults tell the younger generation to keep quiet. What they say doesn't matter. Oh, that I'm not gonna lie, it makes me a bit upset. <laughs> I'm like, mm. um, but yeah, like the silencing of the next generation. That for mm. me, it really, I don't agree with it. I don't mm. because the next generation needs the. The older generation but the older generation needs the next generation as much to see our nation thrive um, holistically and so I don't agree with the silencing of of either generations but but most importantly the youth that's mm. and, and, and uh, eh, in the African context mm. it's a big thing it's mm. a big thing where it's like you who are you talking to I'm the adults here kind of mm. a thing but obviously respect still but not silencing and that's mm. also something I struggled with a lot I was silenced a lot by adults mm. but now knowing that my voice is needed and what I what I carry with within my voice is so important it's so impactful I don't need to be silenced anymore um, so definitely the silencing of the, the youth I don't agree with that <laughs> at all <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you could lunch with any historical figure, who would you choose from any timeline, timeline, time zone? You know, Esther in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I want to sit with her. She, you but not only Esther. Like actually, the woman in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I really just, I want to sit with them and have a conversation and just. They were. They was. They, they were something else. They were power <laughs> women like yo and sit with them. I mean, I can't read the book, but really just discuss how was it in those days to, to lead nations. I mean, looking at the context now and looking at women now and leading nations, it's amazing. But just I think the generation of it. So definitely, I mean, I love the book of Esther. So definitely sitting with her and just her mind, how she planned. Like, I mean, obviously God, it was God. But just mm-hmm. that whole thing. So definitely I would love to have a lunch date with Esther. <laughs> yes. Who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? I will obviously say Jesus is number one. But that's not, it's... Like that's not for questioning. Like there, Jesus is there no matter what. But mm-hmm. um, definitely my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. She's inspired me so much as to how a strong woman is. She mm-hmm. she really she really impart imparted strength to me. Um, mm-hmm. She's been through a lot, but it wasn't just her enduring the pain, but also 
recently my mother and and i know it's for sure god breaking her heart yeah. really showing showing her weakness yeah and that for mm-hmm. me is such a, i think it's the most strong thing for when 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 we show that we are weak in in times where we're supposed to be strong uh just yeah not not putting a mask up of oh, i'll just brush this but it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay to not be okay but it's also not okay to sit in not being okay if that makes sense yeah like, Mm, I like yeah. that because yeah. there needs to be a balance because then if we never get up how are we going to get stuff done exactly mm. yeah. so mm. definitely my mother um, my um, my sisters mm. <laughs> but my my baby sister Angelique um, so she's in her final year of high school and I've never come across someone so committed in, her, mm-hmm. in their studies she if you if you have to look at in my, my mother's bedroom the walls are full of sticky notes of all her studying stuff and i'm like am i walking into a library or something mm-hmm. but she is so committed and she sacrifices so much and that is so inspired it, it inspires me a lot as to mm-hmm. um as to am i willing to sacrifice the things that i want to do in this moment to ensure that the things that that I've been given a mandate for are completed mm. and my baby sister shows that with her studies um, and the third pers- person um, I you know, I've re- looking back in my life I've really been surrounded by so many women but I think as a whole all the leaders that I've encountered in my life because firstly they're generational but they're also so different as individuals and that really has played a part uh, with my character building so yeah i'm not gonna say each one mm-hmm. but just all the leaders that i had a privilege to to be um, under yeah. okay so in in parting rochelle what would you say to Angelique, mm. her younger sister, uh, Monique. What would you say to uh, a peer, someone your age who's listening to this podcast or who is trying to discover their identity? Definitely, there's only one of you. And when you compromise or when you compare or when you try and change yourself, to be like another person we miss the image of another image of who God is we miss the the fingerprints of who God is and we're missing we're missing the puzzle piece for the full picture and we won't and and so as cliche as it may sound be yourself but at the same time if you don't know who you Oh, it's, it's kind of like how can I be myself if I don't know who I am one of the things that I've told my baby sister a lot of times actually is because she also wants to go into the modeling world she she wants to be a Naomi Campbell <laughs> but I've, I've, I've told her that to sit at the, the feet of the father and to to ask him to, to ask him who, who has he created her to be what who is angelique in in this world 
who is she in this generation? Why was she born this certain year? And why is she this age? And why is she studying this? Like really seeking, as much as we seek the secrets of the deep for transforming nations and all of that, but also seeking the secrets of the deep for ourselves as individuals so that we can transform nations. Um, and so, yeah, so number one is don't change yourself for to fit in because we then miss the full picture. Whenever we go to schools, I get to share my story and just have an opportunity to, to impart to the, to the learners at the schools that we go to. And one of the things mm-hmm. that I... I get to do is so I I ask them like questions of have any of you been told that you won't make it because of the way you look or the community you come from and all of that and then I tell them straight so it's the lies of the enemy because those are lies and and so with that with the lies telling them that those are lies I then tell them um, this is this is basically who God says you are mm-hmm. and because when I was younger, I didn't have anyone tell me who God says I am. I didn't have anyone speak um, speak truth into my life. As much as people spoke life and, you know, so, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, they're just jealous of you. Da, da, da. But truth, as, and that could be the truth, but the, the one and true God, what does he say? And the reason why is why why do I ask what does he say? Is because he knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb. He, he so he he obviously knows my ins and outs. He knows exactly my beginning and end. He knows everything. So I would want that truth from him. And God will obviously speak through people. And now now I now know that. Um, and so I just want to be that vessel for. The, the, the next generation for the school learners that we go to to speak truth that God has spoken um, mm-hmm. to to them basically so so that's also another thing that I I, I say to them um, that I will continue to say to them yeah. where can people where can people connect with you uh, so remember guys like I said uh, Rochelle is a model a performer and uh she does commercial modeling so yeah if you want to book her can people get in touch with you through your agent how does that work yes so i am on instagram uh, rachelle underscore mckendy it's my instagram handle i'm also on facebook rachelle mckendy is my facebook name i am my agency that I'm with is called 33 and New Talents Agency, Cape Town, CPT. So those are the three. I'm also on TikTok, guys, Rachelle.McKendy. And I have a YouTube channel, Rachelle Ngalala McKendy. I'm on all platforms because I'm actually trying to <laughs> transform nations through social media. So those are all the platforms I am on. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So uh, follow her, like her, subscribe book her for events um yeah i, I know you're trying to get lupita uh, rochelle's along and 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 she's here and you can book her for big events whatever you want to do um especially uh anything that has to do with her talent thank you so much rochelle for sharing your story with us and sitting with us um, coming here and allowing us to sit with you 
it's such a joy to be able to talk to you in this space i mean i always enjoy talking to you but capturing your story and documenting it in a place where more people than just me can hear your story is really special thank you for coming to the show today thank you for having me sis piggy i enjoy this a lot <laughs> thank you it's, it's been such a joy it's been a pleasure so yeah guys um from the beautiful city of Cape Town, I'm your host, you mind. See you later. <laughs> it's been a joy. Talk to you guys soon. Listen to the last episode for context and stay put and stay following for the next episode so you get all the pieces of the puzzle because if you miss some of this, there's a whole series of stories that are kind of connected to each other. You will want to hear the one before, the one after, the one in the middle. Yeah. See you guys next time. Goodbye for now. Thank you for crashing with us and allowing us to sit with you. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and across other podcasting platforms.